0: From Rocketium, this is Spilling the Magic Beans. Striking the perfect balance between form and function doesn't always come easy, especially when you talk about a field like marketing, where the client's needs change like the weather. You need to develop creatives that truly resonate with your target demographic, while not overdoing the selling aspect of the campaign. How do you accomplish that? All of that and more to come in today's episode. And in today's conversation, Karan Rao, who's the head of business here at Rocketium, spoke with Ellen Buxbaum, who's the creative director at Pure Red. Her mantra, compel, don't sell. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Ellen.
1: So my name is Ellen Buxbaum. I'm a creative director. And I work for Pure Red, which is an agency that has offices all across the country. Uh, we do a lot of retail work in retail and we have a consumer products specialty as well which is where I am a creative director in that office. So we have a lot of different clients in OTC space, um, data accounts, uh, lots of varying different kinds of creative. Um, and I've been in the business. I started at DDB um, and I've been working nice. steadily. Thank goodness. I'm lucky mm-hmm. um, for several years and in major verticals from lots of different verticals, lots of different brands from AT&T to Zizal. So, I've pretty much covered them all.
2: At your current role at Pure Red, as I understand, uh, you essentially look at the creative conceptualization coming up with the brand story messaging. Is that fair? Could you share it's some more details?
1: Yeah. So we will do lots of different aspects of uh, clients' uh, creative. We may do the um, brand creative or we might do like major TV broadcasts and then have that campaign extend into um, digital, web, CRM, social, which is really big. Or we may right. just take, we may be doing the social and CRM aspects. We do lots of different kinds um, for lots of different clients.
2: Given the current environment, we've just gotten out of. Just wanted to understand from you as you talk to clients, how how have uh, you know their expectations as as it relates to different sort of uh, channels changed? What are you hearing about the latest and greatest trends, especially as it relates to uh, advertising, any sort of, uh, you know, uh, creative conceptualization would, would love to hear that.
1: Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of things that we're seeing that are, you know, trends or uh, maybe creative trends or business trends. So one of them is just a simple one is test and learn. So we're doing a lot of test and learn and, and not just us, but just agencies at large are doing yeah. test and learn when it comes into digital. So we want to make sure that let's say for banners, for instance, we want to yeah. make sure that when we're doing digital media, that we have the right message, you know, to the right people, we have the right calls to action, yeah. right colors. Um, are we using creative elements like people or design? Are we being more product-based? Uh, is an offer more important than you know? As part of a bigger campaign, do we pull out the offer? Um, There's lots of different things that we're going to look at, and then we're going to we're going to send that out, and then we're going to test and learn and see what's op- what's working, and then optimize off of that, and then have a larger creative rollout. And that's just basically, I'm speaking as a creative director in the business um, that that's a smart way for you to make sure our clients make sure that their monies are being used in the most efficient way possible is that we try lots of, put lots of uh, irons in the fire and then see which ones work the best and then put our efforts a little bit more there.
0: Yeah,
2: and and one quick question here. So especially as a, um, you know, agency, as you're running these campaigns, like you said, you want to try different versions, right? How much flexibility do you get from clients, right? Because um, somewhere their guidelines, their messaging has to be within a certain scope, Mm -hmm. right? So just curious... You know how does that interaction go? How much flexibility you get to go ahead and try different versions of creatives?
1: Well, I would say that depends on the client. So you know, in on um, some of my over the counter OTC clients, you know we have to kind of call uh, kind of color in the lines a little bit more closely because there's um medical, legal, and regulatory concerns. so we have yes. to be able to make sure that whatever we're doing is going to get through the MLR process. you know, fairly efficiently. Yep. So um we can try coming up with creative that is provocative or eye-catching and engaging because really if we're not getting people's attention, we're not getting people clicking and pay- and coming to our sites or learn, you know, experiencing our products. Um so there's this varying degrees. So I think a safe thing to do is like, you know, it's like uh good, better, best, like how do we stay you know close then like let's push it a little bit and then let's push it a little bit more Uh, but we want to be um, mindful of our clients um, budgets and time
2: got it okay so test and learn is one any other trends any other specifically (laughs) from the customers as well Anything right. So I'm
1: seeing a little bit more for the first time, more integration of uh, we'll a brand campaign on a consumer side and having some of those elements um, integrated into the HCP side in, in, in when it comes to like over the counter. So we do right. a fair amount of over the counter work and we're seeing more integration between brand elements from a campaign that's on the consumer side and bringing them over into the to the um, healthcare professional side. And that's something that is a wall that's kind of coming down a little bit more. um, Because there's always been this idea that healthcare professionals, we have to talk to them very differently, and it has to look differently. But um, healthcare professionals are also consumers. And having a little synergy in the looks and feels of some of the campaign work in a way that's appropriate when we're talking to healthcare professionals is, is important. So we're not going to have language to them in a consumer campaign, but we want to make sure that some of that language or some of that look and feel is coming over into their work. You know, pharmaceutical advertising, on the other side of it has been around maybe like 20, 25 years, you know, where you're giving the consumers the opportunity to ask their doctor about a prescription versus having the doctor say here's a prescription. So, that's not that new in the ter- in the world of advertising. Right. It's it's, it's um Yeah, it's
2: but not- but but somewhere you need to be innovative within a very tight rope, right? Like you need to make sure that you're following all the guidelines, but then you can still talk to different sort of personas, cohorts and make sure that you're kind of achieving the goal of your campaign. Yeah.
1: It's always the it's the, this mantra is the right message at the right time to the right person. And that is like that is the gold standard. So that's how, you know, agencies tend to operate. And you want to do right by your client, by their budget and yeah. by their needs. But you also want to make sure that your message resonates with their, their audience, whether right. they're a consumer or HCP. So another thing that we're seeing is something that um, having memorable sound and visual cues that are created throughout. The, um, a campaign that would be something like if you see something in tv that has um a visual wow. asset it, you know we call them distinctive brand assets um something that's very like tied to the creative you can see that asset in the banner you can see it in social you can see it on the website so it, it is becomes omni-channel so it becomes something that like really brand links your brand and sound cues are also really big like that like so there are some brands out in the world that have both and they're really memorable. And so then when yeah. you test later on, the brand recall is, oh, okay, they had that sound cue. I know who that is. So having that is, you know, a growing, um, you know, um, part of our creative process.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I did hear about the, the distinctive brand assets. I think, uh, I mean, it's not only logos today, you could have mascots, you you could have specific products that you are showing in your brand ad that get you know followed through but I think this uh, sound cues is very interesting because I I could almost imagine uh, you know the tv is going on in the background I'm hearing something and then I see a video of it on Facebook and and I can start correlating that without consciously having to do that yeah especially like when you're again right the context matters because if I'm looking at Facebook maybe not so much but if I'm looking at reels then potentially I have my sound on right so at, at, the, at the, those points of time Sound becomes uh, that much more important but exactly. yeah very cool
1: so diversity in advertising is um it's so good to see that this is a, a a top priority for clients okay um and making sure that you're not just having diversity to say we're we're covering you know we're covering off and making sure but having it be authentic to um, our audiences and authentic in everything around our actors yeah
2: and, um, and 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 when you think of these um, uh, these elements of diversity that needs to be brought into the creative are you seeing this mainly in your you know high production quality creators which are going in tvs uh, and advertisements and et cetera? or is it also happening in let's say i have to make a banner talking about my product right uh, is it also happening on social and digital platforms
1: it's it's definitely it's happening on web. It's happening. And some some um, agencies are doing it better than others. Got it. Um, so what I would love to see is more. Uh, I mean, we have clients that are, you know, passionate about it. It's a really important. And we even one from the creative brainstorming. And when we're putting together, you know, uh, storyboards or um, social ads, we, are, we we make sure that um, we have uh Uh, you know diversity is just as integral as the message as integral as the offer and the calls to actions and I would love to see even more diversity in stock that's like for us creatives we pick stock and we want to have even we would love to see even more
2: yeah and that's some that and that's why I was asking you this specific question because when you need stock content which has a a diverse image profile that becomes really difficult to get right but yeah it seems uh that uh, you know you you saw some of that so that's that's pretty yes. cool yeah okay cool so um moving into the creative process right like i've uh, you know since the time I, I knew you were going to be on this podcast i was very curious to ask you how frustrating is that process how beautiful is that process or a yes. mix of both and like how how does uh, you know when 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 a, when, a, when a client comes and gives you this let's say abstract understanding of what they need, and then you have to kind of distill it into something that is beautiful, that is practical, that is something that achieves a business goal. Uh, How does that come about?
1: This is the magic. Yeah. This is the magic. And I'm not just saying that because this is spilling the magic beans, but the creative part is the magic. It, it takes the asks and here's the objectives. And it helps bring to life something that, you know, hopefully no one else can create. You're You're yeah. building something from the ground up. So it starts with the creative brief. It all starts with the creative brief. The creative brief is a blueprint, if you will, for a great campaign. It has to be um, it's a collaborative effort effort collaborative effort writing the creative brief too so working with consumer insights the creative director I mean I'm very involved in the briefing process um, strategy and you're coming up and the whole point is to come up with take what the client's asking for and then set objectives what are the kpis uh, is this an omnichannel brief are we doing the whole campaign from you know, TV video social banners are we doing a part of it but the, uh, a strategy a creative brief should be big enough and strong enough to be able to work across any channel any media i personally love this part because my passion is to find the white space okay what is everybody else saying and what is are they not saying and can we say that and let's let's see how we can make something sound um different like why this is important to them so I personally love it I say it's like to compel not just sell
2: you also spoke about uh, that when uh, you know a client probably has already they already have a creative available now they are probably using the same product but now they have you have to come up with something new right and one of the things uh, we understand uh, of of the digital world is that creatives become stale very quickly because uh, once you start Showing those creatives over and over again, the performance starts, you know, starts to drop after uh, maybe a week and a half, two weeks, right? Especially on your social platforms. So, yeah, it can. How how do you tackle that? How quickly would you say re- the creatives need to be refreshed, um, or what should you be looking at when you think of uh, refreshing your creatives?
1: So one thing it's a is a good idea if you have a campaign, you still want your campaign elements to be part of your new creative for that brand because brand linkage is a really important aspect of a, of creative of a creative success, right? So yeah. that linkage between this asset and your brand and the brand still has to be there. So when people are it's not like they have to. Oh, wait, who's this for? What's this category? What's this about? You you yeah. already want to have the shorthand, right? Yeah. So you might say things a little bit, just the same thing, but a little bit differently. You might surface up a different um, reason to believe we call them RTVs yeah. or benefits or, you know, it depends on what the objective too. So if the objective is to have, let's say for social, let's have them click through to get a coupon or click through to buy, right? Versus to learn more. You can tailor that creative, to more aptly um, drive that uh, objective, right? So okay. you do have to, You the, it all comes from, it all starts with having a campaign that is strong enough to have legs that you can then play with it in lots of different ways. So it's still, this is like the brand and we wanna make sure that you know it's the brand, but we're not telling you the same exact thing in the same exact way we're telling you something similar, but in a different way with um, with a twist on the look. So that's that's something that's like, you know, really much newer in in the creative world, maybe in the last 10 years, maybe even less like five, six years now okay. that um, social platforms are such a big part of yeah. advertising
2: given that we've been talking about creatives uh, another important question uh, that comes to mind is especially as you are conceptualizing the creative at the end of the day you want to solve uh, you know some sort of a marketing challenge right it could yes. be around awareness it could be around uh, you know very specific problems that uh, an organization uh, wants to uh, address so i know uh, you, you know you've kind of dealt with this in many many different ways for many many different organizations would love to hear a couple of interesting stories of uh, how specific Creators uh, actually solve specific marketing
1: challenges. Well, this is like my favorite thing to talk about because this is really pushing the envelope a little bit more. So a client says, I worked on, I could give you two examples. I work for, um, it's called a CDR, casual dining restaurant, very okay. big with breakfast, right? So one of the uh, ob- one of the issues that this CDR had was, you know what, there's long wait times for our, our restaurant um, patrons on Sundays. This is the biggest day. They're sitting there waiting. They're getting frustrated, waiting for a table. And when they're at the table, sometimes they're really waiting because we're short staffed and we can't, get, um, we can't get a wait service over to them. So how can creative solve that? That was like, oh, okay, great. This is our opportunity to figure it out. Yeah. We, um, we handled it in two ways. One was we created an app for our clients for this brand that had a game or two on it and we had them we had uh the kids playing the game on the app yeah. and it was really fun and it was you know breakfast themed so it was aligned with our our brand and yeah, you know, our brand colors then. and it was really fun um and that kind of helped you know some of the frustration and then at the table we, for one of our efforts, they were called LTOs, limited time offers. We were, one of ours was having um, drinks, uh, a different kind of summer um, splashers that we called them. So uh, to help with that, you know, wait time at the table, we created a really cool AR game at the table on, you know, with they call a tabletop. So people who had the app or could use their phone was they were able to put it up there and they were able to catch like lemons, right, (laughs) virtual lemons with their phones in the glass. And that was helping promote our splashers. But it was also helping solve that issue of I'm frustrated waiting at the table. Where's where's my order? So that was um, two ways that we did that for that. (laughs) Another Thing that I did this that I was a part of that was really exciting is I worked on an English language test for an English language testing services company, mm-hmm. and so there was several different products. One product was used for an international business. It was kind of like a gold standard English language test that's used in multinational companies. Yeah. That when you're hiring and you're working like at a Sony or KPMG or Intel. You need to make sure that your employees can speak English, and how it, how that is linked to the success of the company. Yeah. So this test, you know, test creator, you know, of course, wants to sell tests, right? But they knew that in the B two B space, human resources managers and leaders um, who buy these tests, uh, a lot of them, a lot of companies were using homegrown tests. Okay. So they created their own tests to test and see if these the candidates that they're hiring or promoting have the English language skills. Yeah. But there were risks associated with that and so um I created this uh, campaign called Why English Matters and we went to uh it was a docu series that we launched on LinkedIn and had ads pushing to and it was a 12 different, you know, 3-minute videos um interviews where we went to Japan and um Brazil and Costa Rica and Chile and it, we talk i I this was the best experience of my life. I got to hang out with the chairman of you know a very high like you know top fifth twenty five company in the world wow. in Japan. I had to learn how to bow and introduce myself, very but cool. it was it was so exciting to be able to. Talk and sell the category, not the product. First, you have to yeah. sell the category. What is the importance of English language in yeah. international business? Once you set the just set that table and show how important this is, it then it's like sponsored by X brand, and now you have um, a reason. You have established a reason for the need for the brand without saying "buy my brand." Absolutely, and I just love that. No, that's
2: like I was just is listening because these stories are so unique right because um especially when we think of creators we don't deeply associate uh, that with you know the idea that was conceptualized around it i mean you just see the creative but there's so much thought so much uh, uh, you know problem solving that is going on in the back end so uh, that's that's amazing um, you need he, a
1: brave client. You need a brave client who says, I, I need to break through. So that's a breakthrough, right? And that's in the world of branded content. And yeah. I've done a couple of other things like that and branded content because consumers really want to engage. And consumers are B2B, you know, professionals, or are HCPs. They want to engage with the brand and, and have an experience as, as well. Um, they want to feel, they want to see why this brand is important to me at this moment. In, yeah. In, time so um, it, it is something that um, is an important aspect of marketing and I see that it is um, it can be a game changer also in the in the social responsibility space where brands we're seeing so much more of that where brands are actually you know making a stand about um, about the environment or different um, topical issues that are important and for appealing to certain audiences like millennials and Gen Z's they're really in tune with what the brands they engage with are doing in a in a corporate or social responsibility so this kind of marketing is is also a growing aspect of of a client
2: now like you said a lot of these are solving you know business challenges at the end of the day how do you analyze these creatives how do you what are your processes at your current agency past experience of basically analyzing creatives across platforms, right? These could be brand creatives, these could be social that go on uh, different ad platforms. Uh, how would you? What What does the analysis look like for creatives?
1: So that's that's great. First of all, it, things that are um, work that is on social platforms, we just get the so we get the social uh, platform re- results, right? So we get yeah. monthly reports, and we're seeing how are things performing, how are ads or um, Uh, BAU, business as usual, you know, um, posts. how are things doing? How are the click throughs? So we get those platforms. So we could see our work is doing across certain platforms like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, etc. So that's, you know, a table stakes way that we can learn how, you know, maybe our audience isn't as invested in, um, let's say, Instagram, as much as maybe now they're moving towards just TikTok. So do we need to start, you know, broadening our our purview, our media purview. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, so there's testing of a concept and then testing and of an executed campaign that's already launched. So uh, that way, so first you a lot of brands, well, bigger brands will test the concept. They'll have we'll have four different concepts that will go into testing. It could be copy testing. There's different companies that will measure how people, did the message come across? Did, yeah. did it resonate? Um, did they understand the brand? Did they link to the brand? Is it, is, were the um, colors interesting? Were the after characters interesting? Was the mix? Uh, what's the call to action? What are the uh, um, reasons to believe are the benefits? Yeah. So we'll test that. We'll see how impactful the creative is before and then that will help with the selection process for a campaign and oftentimes there will be um testing after that is how did it perform how did it perform uh, compared to the previous campaign how did it perform compared to other um competitive campaigns in that in that category right, right. so i was on a call this morning and you know we looked at, at the results of uh, uh one of our newly launch campaigns. And I'm happy to say it did really well. It, it performed better than what we've done um, with our previous campaign. Nice. And it performed really well compared to some others in the category. So so Ipsos is one of those research companies that, um, for for example, that will do that. Not only will they look at the creative that you have out there or that you are want to put out there, but they'll measure it against what you've done previously. Um, uh, there are lots of companies that do this. And then there are other companies that kind of test. Um, they can even use, you know, how to, how, like, um, some companies will, neuroscience, exactly. Yeah. Like, how are people, how when does the attention drop off and drop up so you can optimize? So that is so cool. So that's um, what we use. Um, a lot of advertising agencies will use different kinds of science. Um, Strategy or um, consumer testing, machine learning also will also help with that. There are some companies that do machine learning to 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 measure the success of that. Um, Google Analytics for the web. I mean, that's yeah. one of the things. Like, how how far are people scrolling? Are they clicking properly? Do they know? Do they understand? You know, that if I click here, I'm going here. What's my experience? So Google Analytics analytics tells us a lot yeah um yeah so those are like the four areas that we use to kind of um really maximize our work and measure how it's doing across all of the you know media, and again, these are this is a pretty standard way of doing it in, in advertising.
2: Got it. And when you, you spoke about uh, you know the ad channels providing the data on you know what's working, what's not, and probably even giving you a good sense of the channel mix, do you then also have an internal team potentially who's kind of trying to tease out insights, right? Like this color is working better for this cohort because of whatever reason, right? Or is creators yeah. still a black box that, okay, we, we know it's working, but not really sure why.
1: I think as, you know, as these platforms continue to change, yeah. what worked on, let's say, a, a Facebook, Instagram, work, work today is very, what's working is very different than Absolutely. a year ago, right? Absolutely. So yeah. we're always, we're always keeping up and working with what's working now yeah. and changing and optimizing our work to make sure that we're getting the best performance that, that the audience that we're going, the segmented, segmented audience that we're going for is saying, yes, I, I, this is the brand, the product, the moment, the message for me, and it's doing right by the client. So, we, you know, it's, I, I, I've talked about that balance. We have to do right by the client, but we have to do right by the consumer too.
2: Right. I'd love to, towards the end, just wrap it up with some summary that you would like to share, some tips and tricks, given your long career across... Uh, different uh, responsibilities, especially in the creative space, would love to kind of hear that.
1: So um, I can say, on the creative side, it's always good to see what the competition in the category is doing, because that's really help. I mean, it, it sounds like table stakes, but it's not. It's something yeah. that's really important to see. Uh, there have been times that you know we've created, come up with uh, campaigns or ideas. That oh wait a minute this is a little close to what the same cat same another product in this category is doing so we have to stay away from that because you don't want to present anything to a client that has a whiff of another you know a competitor yeah but it's also good to see like how other how other brands are positioning their. Products, yeah. So it's it's good intel, and uh, it's also really good to see what's hot out there. So that and having a really strong strategy is super important. And I think that you know, in it depends on the agency. and some agencies, creative, you know, the the sharing the creative is like the client's you know exciting moment of the day, and I and I love that. But also, so we're just not just being a showman, but being a
0: partner. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Spilling the Magic Beans. Week after week, we take you through case studies of the most successful marketing campaigns on the planet and give you tangible frameworks as well as anecdotal experiences that act as valuable lessons. If you enjoyed this episode and want more exclusive behind the scenes looks into the top marketing teams in the world, make sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform.